Blog Talk Radio. To label Claudette Monet as simply a soul singer is a huge understatement. Rather, Monet is a full-fledged musical force who always graces the stage with an angelic presence that is paralleled only by the industry's most celebrated icons. Her music, a mixture of soul, funk, rock, and pop, attracts people of all ages, religions, shapes, and shades. Monet is all about love, from the song she sings to the way she connects with her audience. That love typically comes back twofold at the end of Monet's concerts when her faithful fans fill the room with thunderous applause and cheers. Her voice booms tremendously, and her adorable smile is enough to make listeners fall in love over and over again. Claudette Monet, welcome to Turn It Up. Hi, Michael. <laughs> hey, Claudette, how are you? I'm great, how are you? Good, I, I, I didn't oversell the intro, did I? <laughs> did you what now? I didn't oversell that intro, did I? <laughs> no, you did the best wow. job I've heard all year. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you very much. You know, I, I'm really, really happy and excited to have you on the show. And um, for a number of reasons, of course, because your, your music is just so fantastic. But also, you know, I, this is the 15th show. And, you know, you're the first woman artist on the show. 
I'm so happy. I'm flattered. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I didn't intend for it to go that way, but I, it just, I guess the, the ladies were just a lot busier than the guys were. And, um, and for me to, to not only just start off with a, um, with a, a woman who's a songstress, but a bona fide diva. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, That's yeah. Funny. Yeah, we had, we had to go hard for the first woman out of the box, and that's awesome. You know, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in music. Um, How did I get started in music? Um, The day my mom had me? No, I'm kidding. I got <laughs> <laughs> I got started in music. Uh, it's, it's pretty much the same story. In, in church, well, at home, really, I'm the last of ten, and that's why I claim the fame. And I had brothers that were, I had a brother that played trumpet. I had a brother that played drums. I had one brother that was in a quartet. I had a sister that sang gospel. She would walk down to my aunt's house, and I would walk with her, and she just sang really loud. And I remember just holding her hand, walking with her, like, I'm going to sing like that one day. We don't sing alike, but... That's kind of how that it really started. You know, I remember when I was little, playing 45, me and my nephew would sit by the record player and try to mimic everybody that came on. So that's really how I started singing. I think I was like eight, maybe somewhere around, you know, five, six, seven, eight. But publicly, I started in church on one Easter Sunday. And I remember I cried midway through the song and I ran off stage. (laughs) Wow. That's when I really started singing, but, you know, the, the story goes on to when I actually started singing professionally, but that's when I really started, like, okay, I think they kind of like this, but I had to get past the nervousness. And, and when did you find out that people thought you really had a voice and should do something with it? Oh, wow. Um, I remember being in, like, a community choir, and the lady would always have me sing, like, the belting out parts with the high notes. But church reaction always makes you feel good because, you know, you're, like, you're making people feel the spirit and all that. But I think the real the moment that it really, really hit me, I was about 17 in the 12th grade, and it was my second pageant. And my mom, well, the, like, it was, a, it was a sorority, a local sorority that was having this Miss Black Madison County pageant. And um, my mom, we used to go to church, well, to one of my father's churches, and she asked the lady at church to give me a song, and she made me go my own, and I learned it. So anyway, long story short, I was in the pageant, and I won. And I was like, whoa. I looked out <laughs> at the crowd like, they really like this. And I didn't, you know, like, Church is different. It's it's more personal. You know, when you're doing it for a real crowd that has nothing to do with church, it's like, oh, this might be my ticket. Okay. And I remember right. my mom ran to the stage, and I was like, oh, shoot. If I can get this reaction out of people, I think I can do this. Really? So that's when it really hit me. Yeah. I was like, I'll never do anything else. I did several other things, but music never left. So that's my story on that part. Wow. Well, I don't want to keep the people waiting too long. They actually hear you. And um, I want to play the the song that um, we just did with the intro, Love You From a Distance, and tell us a little bit about that. Okay. 
Okay. Um, Love You From a Distance was written a couple of years ago with a band that I was with for a short period of time. They called themselves Mamanum, and it's uh, it's a personal song. It was kind of like I live so far away from my family. All my family's in Florida. And I was also in a situation where I decided that, okay, I still love this person, but I can't love them, like, up close. I have to just stay away from the person. It's just not working. <laughs> it wasn't horrible. It was just they, they weren't ready. And I was so I, I was on my deck, and I wrote that. Um, and I have to give my shameless plug. Love You From a Distance was just recently in an indie film called Torn. So I'm oh. happy to say that. So oh. I never, you know, never thought that something I wrote would actually be in a film. So. The name of the film again is Torn. Torn, yes. Oh wow! Yeah, we'll have to Google that one. See, my yeah. listeners are actually on the computer right now. Google that. Check that. Oh, Frank, ja- <laughs> Frank Jackson is the director for that movie. Okay, awesome, yeah. awesome. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and, and give a listen to "Love You from a Distance" by Claudette Monet.
Oh, wow. That was awesome. That was awesome. Tell us, um, who do people um, compare you to? Who do they say that you sound like? Shaka Khan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes I get Whitney Houston. I've heard Anita Baker, probably because I sing her song sometimes. Um, Aretha Franklin. Oh, yeah? Wow, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't had the opportunity to hear you live, and um, hopefully you have something coming up soon and we can um, get out there and see you perform. Um, where have you um, performed most recently? Um, let's see. The last few places that I've performed are on U Street at the... Um, Legendary Bohemian Cavern. They oh. Have, yeah. Those are the most recent places, I think. Yeah. They have two sections. They have one side, which is Live, and they have the restaurant side, which is Homni. I've performed in each section already, which is still cool because Bohemian Caverns is pretty legendary for this area. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And um, someone was just telling me about that recently. As a matter of fact, I believe uh, it was my co-host was asking me about this particular venue. Um, yeah, so we we'll definitely have to check that out. I love the U Street area, too. Um, the last time I, I was there, and uh, I was just amazed at how it's come up. Yeah, it's a really, yeah. really beautiful part of D.C. Yeah, it's pretty popping on U Street. If you want to hear good live music, U Street is one of the better places to go. Now, now you've got... Quite the package. I mean, you've got really, really good marketing going on. You've got some beautiful pictures. Tell us a little bit about um, how you put all this together. Like, um, who's your photographer? Uh, uh, my photographer for the past couple of years has been Roy Cox. He's based out of Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Um, he has a pretty good eye for the shots, and I love him to death. Hopefully, I'll be doing more. But I think I'm going to try a different photographer. But I love Roy to death, and I always advise people to use him. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got quite the reputation. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah. have you have you done modeling as well, or has this all been just for your promotions? I have done some. A lot of people ask me that, and I think it's a nice compliment. But I really don't model. I just take pictures, but if it works, it works. I used to model a little bit. I did more hair magazines. I did more headshots. I mm -hmm. did a um, long time ago I used to do hair, and I went to hair school, and I ended up modeling for a couple of magazines back when I did that, but that's it. Yeah. Wow. And, um, I'm always open to doing it, though. I'm always open to modeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's an it's another way to really get your name out there, I guess. But um, I guess you have to be sort of focused too in your image, and um, sometimes you, you know, can put yourself out there and not have as much control as you like when you when you do that. But um, um, interestingly enough, too, um, this reverberation um, player that I first saw on your Facebook page, where I was first able to hear some of your music, tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about reverberation. It's called Reverb Nation. Oh, Reverb Nation. Okay. Yes. I've been on there for, this is like my third year, I think. I migrated from MySpace to Reverb Nation. Mm. One of my friends um, 
was a friend of, I think, the guy who started it, and he told me about it. And it is, I'm, no, I'm not promoting them, but it is, I always advise people to sign up because it's one of the better social, not even social networking. It's just mainly for musicians, singers, you know, anyone who wants to put their, um, their work out there. It, it has so many options. You can do a press kit on Reverb. You can send out wonderful letters to all your fans. You gain fans. You can have your music sold on Reverb. You can swip, swap um, gigs with people in other area, areas. Uh, it's just really good, and it also ranks you globally, um, na nationally, I guess you can say, and locally. And right now I've been in the top, I was in the top ten but for like a year and a half, but I'm in the top 20 now. I'm cool with that. Wow. Reverb Nation is really good. Yeah, it you is. so many different avenues that you can actually, you can place those widgets almost anywhere that you can place. I'm giving away my, 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 um, my tricks now. HTML, <laughs> HTML codes, you can place your um, widgets anywhere and, you know, market yourself. So a lot of that I do myself. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm you know that. Myself. And, and and that's what really this show is all about. It's um sort of you know finding out what independent artists are doing now to be able to you know sell their music. And you're saying even through this site you can sell your music as well. Yes, you can. As the years have gone by, they've added more and more features. Mm -hmm. You can add your you can well at a certain at a certain point you have to pay for certain you know features, but it's not expensive at all. At all. Wow, that's so, good. And I so, don't have, them go. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, have you been able to sell some um, some CDs and make a little money off of that as well? I have not sold anything on Reverb yet. Not yet. I hmm. want the new stuff to be sold. So right. The, the, the material that's on there now, it was just to let everybody hear my voice. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Those are giveaways. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, two of them on iTunes. Two of those songs, Love You From A Distance, and I, I'm assuming you're going to play He Makes Me, is already on iTunes and Amazon.com with the um, group that I was with before. They had them placed on there, but my other songs are just giveaways. <laughs> mm, okay. Well, tell, tell us a little bit about He Makes Me. He Makes Me. Um, That's a happy song to me. It's, um, it's pretty liberating. It's just when a woman is um, loved, you know, everybody's so mad and sad and there's so much crazy stuff going on. He makes me, it's like, to me, I when I if I ever shoot a video for He Makes Me, to me, I see myself smiling and walking and just knowing that the person that I'm dating or in love with it just totally has me at a state of blissfulness. If that is even a word, that's what he makes me represent to me. Wow, it's like wow. like a song that a lady would sing because she knows that her man loves her. Although I did not write that song. Sam Prather wrote that song, but that's what it, I think he kind of got the inspiration from me. <laughs> I like to laugh and smile and enjoy life, so he makes me, it's like a happy female song. Awesome. Well, here it yeah. is. He makes me.
He makes me. Yeah, that is a happy song. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a lady in love, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, so all the listeners want to know now what's your present state. Oh wow. <laughs> okay, Who you don't have to answer that. that. <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> no, no, no. They didn't say that, but I'm sure they want to know. <laughs> I posted these I pictures. Tell. I'm sure I've caused quite a stir on Facebook. Oh, <laughs> Put on my profile page. So, you know, oh, I know no. I know the guys are going to be calling me after the show. Mike, 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 who was that again? <laughs> oh, please. Stop. Okay. No way. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask you a question because you're a Southern girl. Um, when you, How long have you been up in this area, in the metropolitan D.C., Maryland, Virginia area? It's been nine years now. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, you said you came from a very, very small town in Madison. So h- yeah. how did you find, um, you know, this transition and, and, you know, dating in an environment as cosmopolitan as D.C.? Wow, what a great question. Oh, my God, that's the first. Um, it was a drastic, drastic transition for me. I know that sounds really strange to anyone from the area, but it was pretty drastic for me. Um, I did date someone from the area prior to moving here, but that mm-hmm. was a lot. Um, it's different. It's a lot. It's just, a, I was so, you know, like, not quite ready. Uh, I was honestly, I was afraid to date in this area when I first moved here. I was like, okay, I'm just going to focus on what I came here for, and that's it. And that's but a good it's, thing. <laughs> it's, I I know, I know. And now, I, that's a hard question for me. To <laughs> it's just different. People are different here, and everybody's great. It's just that it's a little bit faster than where I was from, obviously. Right. I mean, come on, country girl to the city. I, I came from Tallahassee to here. So it was like, okay, it's not the same as, you know, hi, how you doing? It's more like, hey, girl, you know, it's more game. Come on, let's be frank about it. It's, it's yeah, absolutely. And I was like, I'm just going to be real and be mean, and you can do you. And if I don't like it, I just won't talk to you. Otherwise, if you're not real, then I, you know, I can't really deal with it, Other, you know. You know how the dating game is. Oh my God! <laughs> well, I've been out of the dating game for a long time, but yeah, I think I know where you're coming from, uh, and it is different here. So you know, I can imagine, especially coming from um, a small town, it's big enough yeah, transition just coming. Here. Yeah, they do. But you know, the the weirdest thing about this area is almost everyone you meet here is from someplace else. That's true. That's true. I like that part about it, though. Yeah, yeah, which which is great, but you know it can it can change the dynamic when when you have a person who's maybe less grounded by family and things of that nature in this particular area. So, um, yeah, I I, I know I know when I traveled, um, that's one of the things that kind of um, stuck with me when when I um, dated. I, I found women who were from the area and their family were in the area as well. And um, it gave me all the things that I was lacking at the time. You know what I mean? Aww. Yeah. yeah. So gave me a, a yeah. connection back to family as well as um, meeting someone who was from the area who was interesting as well. So that is I just thought very, I'd throw that out important. there. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, 
Yeah, you put it out there, though. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I was really trying to work my way up to rock star. I've been I've been thinking about how to present this. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. Really? Yes. Oh man, I, I love it. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's a little um, Janet Jackson. It's a little um, in in vogue. It's a little, you oh, know. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, and here's the thing, and, and I told you this before. It, it starts yeah. off one way, and, yeah. and so you're settling in, and as soon as you do, something else hits you, and that's that beat that changes the direction of things. And also, what you're saying too um, could be well, yeah, it could be a a compliment to a guy, but you flip that as well. And um, I want to know a little bit more about that story behind um, Rockstar. Rockstar, Rock I wrote Rockstar, and you only have a part of it, which is cool because that's how I'm doing it right now. But I, I, um, Rockstar has nothing, well, then again, you can look at it from several diff- different angles. That's usually how I write. Sometimes it's like I pinpoint one particular situation, and then sometimes it's like a conglomeration of different things going on, but I um, got a track from a friend, and all I kept thinking was Miami Vice 80s, but it was inspired, <laughs> yes, I don't know, I was like, well, this is right up my alley, I like that kind of stuff. One of my friends came by, he's a guitar player, he's going to kill me when I tell this story, and he has this whole rock vibe, you know, that everybody's doing this whole, and I'm not mad because I like every genre almost. And he had this rock thing going. He pulled out his guitar, and I was like, you think he's a rock star? And I was like, as soon as he left, I just started writing. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> and, you know, everybody's on this rock star vibe, and it's vibe, and it's cool. But, I mean, I like rock, too. I'm not trying to portray this, you know, super edgy chick, but I have that in me. And when I was writing the song, I was thinking about how there's so many people in the industry, and no offense to anyone, that everybody wants to be a star, but it's not all what it seems to be. You know, you have to be careful. You have to be humble. You don't want to, like, knock all your friends to the side just because you you think you're on your way to being this big star. So that's kind of my little controversial way of putting it in the song. You know, people, you can lose all your good friends thinking that you're just this big famous person in your own little world. But at the same time, you have to stay humble because you can ruin your life, your friends, your love life, whatever the case may be. And it's not always about you. And I always, you know, I always tell people I, I, I write and sing for the people. So this was my contribution to the world about, you know, you just got to stay humble. And it's cool to be a rock star, but just, you know, sell easy. <laughs> don't don't step on nobody's toes. Don't treat anybody bad. And if That's you listen right. to some of the, the little abbots, well, if you hear the whole version and some of the, on the second verse on out, I'm kind of like preaching about how you got to be careful, you know. Not all what is cracked up to be. You just have to be a good person. I'm always about being a good person. That's oh, that, that's awesome. Well, yeah. you know, I might have to play it twice, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Because <laughs> the only game is like and um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure everybody's gonna like it, and, and um, I can't wait to hear this one when it's finished. And um, you, you definitely have to bring that back and um, let us play it again on the show when in its entirety when you've um, completed it. Now, tell us a little bit about who did play guitar on this particular track. 
If I told you, I'd be lying. Okay, then I, don't tell me. <laughs> I honestly, the guys, that, this is sometimes I work with people, and they're not even in this area. They send me music. I have a guy in Sweden that's sending me music. And this guy, oh. this, that's not who sent it to me. He sent me the track, and I was like, wow, I wonder who that is. I have no clue. I can't say who it is, but I plan to put someone that maybe some people locally may know later on on the song. So I can probably tell you in the next interview. (laughs) (laughs) Good enough. Well, let's just jump right into it. Okay. Yeah. 
Yes, I'm dying to. I get in anybody listening, anybody, yeah, anyone listening that has more up tempo, Prince-like, Shaka-like. Uh, I even like some of Rihanna's stuff. Mm-hmm. I like. I love dance music. I am not just a ballad singer at all. Not no. at all. It's just that that's what I have right now. I have more songs. But most of them are like mid-tempo to slow, and I'm looking, that's why I put Rockstar up. The other stuff that I have, I haven't posted it because I want to project my edgier, up-tempo dance, let's get down, have a good time, you know, just party a little bit. You know, I don't want <laughs> to just talk about my love life and sad, happy, you know, you know those songs I'm talking about. Right, I need more right. of that. Have you know yeah. anyone? wants to share that with me, let me know. Well, I, I'm sure, you know, this is a place for that. You know, we, we've got lots of um, producers and rappers and, you know, all types of talented people who have been um, coming on the show, and, you know, this is their showcase. So uh, I would love yeah. for you guys all to connect and be able to um, work together down the road. Yeah, that, that would be, be awesome. Um there is <laughs> there's a guy we had on the show uh, I think it was I can't remember how many weeks ago it was but this guy kind of just messed our heads up because he he was only 16 years old mm-hmm. and he's a producer and he's also a singer and oh. um his track was just so amazing it just you know it was just killed us all I'm going to play that for you now. His name is New Genre, and he's um, in Virginia. But, um, yeah, I just want you to hear this while we're talking about it, and then we'll play um, Sweet Stuff after that. We'll come back and talk about that first. But here is um, Be My Lover, New Genre.
for a number of people. Really? Locally? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I'm impressed. I was sitting there like, okay. <laughs> I was almost about to sing with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty awesome. I mean, I, we expect big things from him in the future. And um, I believe he he said it was an uncle or a father or someone in the family too that's in the music industry or I can't really remember his story. I have to listen back to it, but um, it's it's what incredible. Was name? Uh, he goes by a new genre, and um, anybody who I feature on the show, anybody um, who wants to know more about them, can go to Facebook and and look through my friends and just take a quick search. And new mm-hmm. genre is um, spelled N U. G E R E. Let me make sure I got that right. Okay. Now I lost the track. <laughs> no, it's, oh. yeah, N U G E R E. And oh. this particular track is New Genre. And um, he did produce something else that we found very interesting as well. But um, we want to get back and make sure we get at least one more track in. And then we may play something by um, one of our co-hosts, the Leo. I was telling you about him earlier. He didn't make it in for the show today. But, um, yeah, he's another local producer that we've highlighted. uh, And, of course, he's a co-host, so we feature his music quite often. Yeah. Cool. That's pretty cool. 
Now, tell us a little bit about Sweet Stuff, which I was kind of scared to play at first, because, you know, <laughs> because of its title, and I didn't realize you had to explain it to me. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> Help me. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, just... No. Yeah, we um, won't even go into that. Okay, let's just um, tell us about Sweet Stuff. Will you leave off the other part? <laughs> it was written when I was dating someone. <laughs> no, 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 no. This has nothing to do with what you're thinking at all. I, I was um, just reading what I had. In. I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm sorry. I, I laugh a lot. Everybody who knows me knows <laughs> that I laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, three stuff is about... um. Sweet stuff is like five years old. Really? Let me think. Yeah, it was about five years old. It was, um, the track is about a gentleman named Fanatic. He's done some major, major stuff. Fanatic, if you're out there, call me. Um, <laughs> he, um, he did some stuff with Raheem, Beyonce, uh, little Kim. Um, Will Smith. Anyway, um, Sweet Stuff is about, I think I was going to call it Superstar at first. I'm all on this shiny star-like stuff, but it's just basically about um, digging this guy again. (laughs) 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 It's about digging this guy and, you know, see, he made me, I didn't write that, but I, I did do Sweet Stuff, so. Okay. That's basically all it's about. It's about, you know, digging this guy. That's, well, that's all, all I, I needed to, to know. I can blame this one on you. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my well, God. That's a good enough intro as any. So here we are with Sweet Stuff.
Sweet stuff by Claudette Monet. Michael, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, we're just having fun. Thank you, Michael. Oh yeah, I, actually, that's my 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 second favorite now. It's cool. right next to a rock star. Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, this one, I'll let you hear, just to make sure we don't run out of time. I'll let you hear a little something too from. Um, the Leo. And um, <laughs> this one goes out to my producer, Donna Hardiman, who's in Jamaica right now, living large, having a great time with her family. And um, <laughs> this is one of her favorite tracks. So we'll just go ahead and send this one out to Donna and her husband, Chris, out there in Jamaica. <laughs> and here we go with this one's called... Um, Bottom by the Leo. You'll figure it out.
That was the Leo with bottom. <laughs> What'd you think of that one? I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he, the Leo's a crooner, and um, this is one of his latest projects. And um, yeah, it, it's um, one of his more upbeat. But um, yeah, it's it's funny. It's a it's a fun song. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, next we want to play um, From My House. Tell us a little bit about From My House. That's an interesting title, From My House. I didn't get a chance to listen to this one all the way. Oh, you didn't? No, no. Um, From My House was written by Tony. Oh, sorry, he's going to kill me. I can't think of his last name. One of my writer friends, Tony, wrote this song. Ironically, we, well, it's not ironic. It's literally what the title is from my house. It's unfortunately, again, you're making me feel bad. Uh, it's about a, a guy interested in a lady, and uh, he doesn't want to leave her house. But he has to because she's not partaking in whatever he's thinking. But oh. He's flattered, and that's pretty much. Uh, he's 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 obviously attracted to her, and it could be mutual, but you know, that's basically what he wrote about the fact that the guy didn't want to leave the house because he wanted to stay, but he couldn't stay. Wow! So we're running out of time. So let's get this one on. Okay.
Oh, wow. So we're almost out of time. So, Claudette, look, I want to really just thank you for taking an opportunity to come and share your music with us. We've really enjoyed having you on. Thank you. I and, enjoyed myself. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't wait to have you back on again. As a matter of fact, um, now that you've been on, yeah, we may have to talk about you um, coming back as um, a co-host of the show. That would be great. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, That's another I, thing I do. <laughs> right, right. We were talking about that. So um, I just want to thank you again. We look forward to um, talking with you again in the future. And please keep me updated on your live performances. And uh, do you have anything going on this week? We got twenty seconds. I don't have any. I don't have anything going on this particular week, but I should have something big coming up real soon. Okay, great. And we'll love to talk with you then. Special thanks to our associate producer, Donna Hardiman, and my co-host, who's absent, Aleph Germa, and also Leonard Hoagland. And uh, I'm Michael Fordman. You've been listening to <laughs> Turn It Up on blogtalkradio.com. But before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you.